Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you like Mount Rushmore shows and stupid poll questions, you've chosen the wrong sports radio show. Expect more. Live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, expect more. Expect more show prep to have been done before someone takes to the microphone. Yes. Call us. Tell us your five favorite. Who are your five favorite Dallas Cowboys ever? It's going to be hard. Next week, we'll do the Rams. No, you're not going to find that here. Who's on your Mount Rushmore broadcasters? Is Al Michaels in there? He's got to be there, right? Yeah. No, no, we're not going to do that. Lack of show prep is embarrassing. This is a gift. Not just this show, the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's a gift to get to do this. A little simple prep can, can really take you a long way. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket can. And whenever I say stuff like that, I will have people re... I, first of all, I will offend people in my own business. They get upset with me. Oh my gosh, can't believe you say that. And then I've got people who will actually be like, were you talking about me? And I'm like, why do you think I was talking about you? Are you guilty of it? Is that what you're guilty of? We got a lot of folks today uh, being a part of the show. There has been, Anthony, I'm telling you, we have many times had callers make a point and gotten people talking on this show. Not like today. (laughs) Not like today. Today's crazy. The gentleman who said America doesn't deserve sports anymore. Uh, By the way, uh, I'm being told that that was uh, that has been repeated by two NBA players. That 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 he took that from two NBA players. Okay, I hadn't heard that. So I've missed that. America doesn't deserve sports anymore. Uh, I guess the gentleman was saying it's too important a time. With social issues and things like that, it's too important a time that uh, for America to be worrying about playing sports, that the sports should have taken. Because what I said is this. I said the gentleman said that um, the NBA players, he goes, they realize that there's more important things to be doing right now. And I said, okay, well, then if, if they can't do it on their own time and they can't do it before game and after game, and it's got to be done during the game, too, then maybe they shouldn't have played at all. And he said, America doesn't deserve sports anymore. Man, incredible. 
By the way, a gentleman here who uh, is a professor at the University of Pennsylvania listens to the show. He says, I listen to the show 100% of the time, and I disagree with you around 60% of the time. (laughs) So thank you, professor. He says my numbers are way off, Anthony. He says the amount of people who denounce their U.S. citizenship and leave for another country He said the numbers would be well over 50,000 to one. He said the 15,000 number that I had that someone gave me from that they said was from 2017. He said the numbers would be would be far further over 50,000. I would bet the over that it's 50,000 to one of people wanting to come here. He goes, I just don't want you to give any misinformation out. And I said, I just, that's why I referenced the email. Or I did not know the numbers. He's giving me the numbers. I'm just telling you what he's telling me. This gentleman says, and he's a professor at Penn. He says, uh, the numbers would be, oh, I, would, I would easily bet over 50,000 to one. People trying to come to America over people trying to leave America. So, yeah, America does have problems. And America does have things we got to work on. And America has never been the perfect union. And that's why it's right in the words. It's never been. But for God's sakes, when do we stop dialoguing? When do we stop being able to still that go about simple joys? And in a year like this with the pandemic and everything, um, and I think it's got everybody ginned up. It's got everybody ginned up. Everybody caged in their houses. Civil liberties taken away. During the course of the year, I think everybody's ginned up a bit. Walt in St. Louis jumped on the phone lines and wanted to join us. Walt, how are you this morning? I'll tell you, thanks for having me on your program. We live in a pro-Barabbas culture. That's that's what's going on now with some of these sports leagues, idolizing these Barabbases, as we would call them, mob rules. You know, the mob once wanted this guy named Barabbas over a prophet. Yes. And... Now, you know, I wonder if the NBA is going to denounce the movement that they're plastering on their courts when these members in Oakland are chanting death to America. That's when they lost base. Well, what happened, and, I get, and, and what happened, Walton, I got to run, uh, what happened the other night in Rochester? And again, there is a, I think there is a, a line where there is a difference between statements, and then organizations. Um, I think there are differences. I think there's a difference between the statement, Black Lives Matter, and if you don't agree with that statement, I'm going to tell you that I just look at you with a skewed eye and don't understand where you're coming from. But if you actually took the time, like I did, to go read every single thing in the Black Lives Matter website, There are things in Black Lives Matter as an organization that they are professing to stand for that I disagree with. There's a difference. The statement, you can agree with 100%. The organization, you could say, I agree with this, I agree with this, I agree with this, I don't agree with that. I could go to the Democratic national platform and the Republican national platform. And because I tend to be more of a centrist guy, I could tell you, disagree with that. Disagree with that. Like that, like that, like that. Like this, like that, don't like that. From any organization. And could do that. 
Tony in Jacksonville joins us. Tony, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Um, I like to talk about that caller that says America don't deserve sports. Yes. It's kind of, it's kind of like saying America don't deserve America. Americans don't deserve America. My thing is, I think the next stimulus check should be to send everybody who wants to go on a free vacation to Cuba for one yes. week. Your stimulus check is to Cuba or Venezuela. They would come back and worship the grounds of America. And, and another caller was talking about the difference between um, Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. Most people forget Tim Tebow finally earned his position at Denver but the, because of that playoff game with Pittsburgh. But he got booted out because Peyton Manning came along. Yes. Colin Kaepernick didn't do that in his last few games. So, yes, Tim Tebow should have got another position on another team because he actually earned it. Colin Kaepernick was going out and took a need for more publicity. So it's, it's night and day apples and oranges. So, people, we need to actually pay attention to the details. But, yes, America, we – don't we should enjoy sports, but, but but it should not take over where it's a divider, and it's what yes. that's what sports has become a divider. But I really enjoy the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your support. Vic in Indiana joins us. Vic, good morning. You're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you? Hey, I'm good, John. How are you doing this morning? Good to hear from you today, Vic. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I, I just. This is the first time I've heard your show, and I like it. Um, you know, I hate bringing politics into sports, kind of like you said, you know, leave it out. You know, talk about it before or after. Hey, everybody's got a voice. But uh, but I like my sport. I like my football. I want to watch football. Yeah. But my point is, is, you know, if these guys want to have a voice, and as well they should, they also got to have the ability to be called out on some hypocrisy. You know, if they say something and it comes out that, they didn't do their homework, or you've got Colin Kaepernick wearing, you know, socialist president-type shirts and things like that. And you know, celebrating, picture. like celebrating Cuba. Right. Like celebrating and you're totally, Cuba. Right. You're totally going against the freedoms that America gives a person to have the right to have those, you know, times where you can speak out. But then you go and wear socialist things, and you're— My- you're being a hypocrite. You're contradicting and, and yourself. And that and that's really that really annoys that annoys me big time. And I appreciate your call. Uh, and why it annoys me most of all is uh, I I'm I'm married to an immigrant. I'm married to a legal immigrant. My beautiful bride of eighteen and got eighteen years three months uh, is an immigrant, and she had to flee her country of birth, Jamaica. When, because of a uprising in the government, her family had to choose between homes. Her father was being, let's just say, pressured within his job, uh, and physical intimidation was coming. Families in their neighborhood were being murdered. Families. Not the dad. Not the mom. Entire families were being wiped out. And their homes scavenged. Family murdered. Stuff taken. Just everything that they own taken. And her father sacrificed everything to get them out of the country. 
and to come here and become an American citizen. And I can tell you this, my wife's passion for this country uh, is stronger than it's as, it is as strong as anyone that I know that is born into it. And that's where it's that's where it starts to get me. That's where it starts to get me. And my wife's family is multiracial. And so I got exposed to a lot of things later in life than I was ever exposed to before I was 34 years old. And I learn lessons. I learn lessons from others. America doesn't deserve sports. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And if you're an NBA player, an NFL player, a college football player, or whoever, and you believe that it's too important to not bring social issues into the games itself, that you say, you know, there's, there's more important work that has to be done, then I would suggest to you, put your big boy pants on and go do it. Go do it. Because sports is a job. Now, for a college athlete, your contract, your scholarship, is to go play. They're going to educate you. They're going to feed you. They're going to train you at an elite level. They're going to house you. Your job is to go play. As an NFL player, NBA player, Major League Baseball player and everything, your job is to go play. That's your job. Your job is not during your free time. You can do whatever you wish. You can do whatever you wish during your free time. But if there are people who actually believe the NBA isn't being hurt by this, I think they're ignoring the obvious what's right in front of them. There's zero reason that golf, without Tiger Woods being a major factor, who, by the way, if you're in my age group, you most likely were turned on to the game of golf in a huge, huge way by Tiger Woods. Tiger is the, I would say of all sports, Tiger is the single most centermost athlete that ever got me interested in a sport and got me to just become fanatical about it, was Tiger Woods. I wish my game had somehow managed to mimic some of his, but it doesn't. And um, to, to, look at, to, to look at the way the sports world is right now, it's not supposed to be divisive. And I said it earlier. If you are so inclined, you can go watch what Kirk Herbstreet had to say yesterday on College Game Day. And I can tell you there are a lot of conflicting opinions and, and people have a lot of hot takes about Kirk Herbstreet. I can tell you this. I, I, have, I do not know him well, but I've known Kirk Herbstreet enough. He's been a regular part of my radio show in Atlanta over the years. Um, I know him to be a good man, and I know him to be genuine. But yesterday, as somebody who supports the idea and the concept Black Lives Matter, and I don't understand why anybody wouldn't, um, I, I turned off College Game Day yesterday. I was inundated with social justice segments. I mean, entire segments. And I was also then inundated with, okay, now we're going to do coronavirus segment where we are going to have members of the show, the college football preview show of record, saying college football should not be played. I'm not there for that. If you believe college football shouldn't be played, then don't suck the joy out of a college football pregame show for me. Sit out the season. Step away. 
if you think America doesn't deserve sports and that social justice issues are more important, then step away from your job and make that your job. Make that your life. But when I'm tuning into a college football preview show and I got very little college football, very little, minuscule, that's not good for me. It's not good. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a shut up and dribble person, which is the biggest fake argument of all. But if I'm tuning into a college football preview show, the first day of college football, supposed to be joyous, and it instead becomes something that looks like a a cable news channel panel show, it's not what I'm there for. We'll get to more of your calls at the bottom of the hour. And plus, we'll look at how the uh, Raptors have had a magical turnaround and how the Bucks and Lakers both find themselves in very different holes. But next up, Andrew Brandt, one of my favorites from Monday Morning Quarterback and the Business Sports Podcast. He'll discuss the NFL just four nights away. We'll get to it next. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. He's John Kincaid, and this is his show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's John Kincaid. Let that play a little, Anthony. Because Andrew Brandt's joining us from Monday Morning Quarterback, Business of Sports Podcast, and the NFL is just four days away. And Andrew, considering I know you know the Delco, Montgomery County area very well, uh, when I hear this music, I always think of the legendary John Facenda. Are, do you remember John Facenda as a newsman? Morning, John. I do not, but I certainly remember his voice as the voice of football. He was the uh, anch- I- he was the anchor man at Channel Ten. Did you know that? So I did he used not to be, know that. He was the anchor man at Channel Ten in Philadelphia for years, and just did that on the side. And my dad was a mailman in Drexel Hill and carried mail and delivered him his mail. And the legendary John Facenda was a was a lot of people don't know. They just know him as the voice of NFL films. And he was the anchor man at WCAU. So, yeah, I taught you something about yeah, your hometown. This is now. interesting. You know, I'm a Philadelphian only by marriage because after yeah, moving we, my wife we to rural Wisconsin you. for 10 years, <laughs> she got to pick the next stop. And she's from Villanova, so that's how we ended up there. But that's great to know. See, you ever uh, and and another thing you didn't know is my my cousin Danny is the fire chief in Bryn Mawr. So if you <laughs> that's so my neighborhood. Ever, well, Brit, my my cousin Danny's the fire chief in Bryn Mawr. Danny Kincaid, that's a so. person to know. Yeah, there you go. So I now know. you know somebody. If you ever get in trouble, you can, you yeah. can do that. <laughs> uh, we're we're four days away from the NFL. Four days away, and Andrew, if I was to say to you. In May, in July, and now in September, how much has your opinion changed about what you thought was potentially going to happen to an NFL season and what you see happening now? You know, on the one hand, John, I thought, okay, we're in March, April, May. The NFL, they have so much time. You know, they can watch and wait and observe and all these other leagues, and they're going to bubble and how to test, how to trace how to figure it all out, and this sort of backdrop in all our minds in March, April, May, that by the fall, we'd be better off. You know, the, the virus, we'd, we'd know how to handle this. It's going to be warmer. That was a big yeah. thing. Yeah, right? and that, 
latter part is not true. However, what we've seen, first of all, the bubble, we have data, the bubbles work, no question about that. Now, football and baseball are not bubbled, but what we've seen is encouraging on the NFL because when they arrived at training camp, it seemed like there were a lot of infections. But it seems like they've been able to hunker down, they've gotten to work, and there really is kind of a bubble in, in the NFL, meaning they can bubble them at work and then they go home. And for the vast majority of players, it seems like that's working. Now, training camp will break. They'll have a little less control, and that's where we'll have to worry about multiple infections. I am not saying we're going to have a full season. I'm saying we've arrived at week one in a good way, and let's see how far we can do this. How is the um, – and having been around NFL franchises and been yeah. around this sport for a long time, how much do players' personal interests – do you think got served as far as their concerns and everything, or was it all the union making all the decisions and they're telling the players, this is how it's going to be? I think both. I mean, what happened in early August, as you remember, there was an opt out and basically you could take $150,000. Now it's going to be advanced against next year's salary. And we know some of these guys won't make the team next year. So it will kind of be free money. But that was it. They gave a hard deadline. You're in or you're out. And I talked to some players who sought my counsel on that, and they tried to figure out if that was the right thing to do. I just think we may have a situation coming up where players are going to balk against that hard deadline August 6th. Like, either they see that the circumstances are a little more unsafe than they thought, or the ones who opted out in August I'm thinking, oh, man, it is safe. I want to get back in. So that's the way they dealt with that. The news that came out yesterday is the daily testing will continue. That's a win for the players. Sure it is. It's a a big expense, and obviously no one's worried about the NFL when it comes to expense. But that's something other leagues haven't done, and that is really a win for the players. When you see the NFL season on the field approaching – uh, and you've been a part of front offices. You've observed coaching staffs up front. Uh, to me, I look at it and say, man, stable coaching staff. I just picked the Minnesota Vikings to go to the Super Bowl and win it, by the way. I'm looking mm. at stable coaching staffs and saying, okay, I, I, I'm going to think stability this year matters more than ever. Is that a, a strong concept, potentially a flawed concept? No, I think it's certainly strong concept it's certainly we have to look at this season as an anomaly even so far no preseason games the worst time in the history of the sport to try to make the team as an undrafted free agent or even a late round draft pick so hard to turn heads you know the reality coming into training camp is that probably of 53 spots 49 or 50 are kind of set unless you get these undrafted guys kind of turning heads. You get something that happens. And we see a lot less of that this year because there were no preseason games. But I just think what's going to happen is, you know, we're going to see, I don't know if the word is bad, but not the football we're expecting weeks one, two, three, four because of no preseason and everything will kind of coalesce after that. Is there any way that you would see an NFL team either being pressured into or doing it of their own device, saying, we're not taking the field, we're not showing up, we're walking off like the Bucks did? 
Yeah, I mean, timing is everything, right, John? I, sure. I think if there is another Jacob Blake, absolutely. Uh, it's almost like, I hate to say this, but, you know, after George Floyd and a few weeks there, we kind of rolled back into homeostasis. And then it, it was brought up again. And now we see things kind of roll back into, my word, homeostasis, kind of the way we sort of set our temperatures. And then if a spike comes, something will happen. After that initial moment of the Bucks, I, you know, we heard about, you know, Saquon or even Pat Mahomes or like making a statement. You're not hearing about that now. Unless yeah. something drastic happens, I don't see it. You, uh, it's it's strange too, is that uh, as we get ready for this season, there was so much. D- does the NFL have enough clout, enough charisma to be able to overcome 2020, which has been sort of a sort of a down year? Is the NFL yeah. going to be able to unify, create any kind of the the buzz and the excitement that it normally does? You know, from day one, March, free agency as scheduled, draft as scheduled, training camp as scheduled, just no preseason games. They've been bold. They've been bullish. We're doing this. And now, of yes. course, we have some fans. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the league. <laughs> if anyone can do it. You know, the power of the NFL is on display. Uh, I just think this is something we're going to see develop. Now we've got teams saying no fans right away, but maybe more, maybe more. This is going to be fluid, which is unusual for the NFL to not have everything set in stone, but they can do it. How is uh, you're also a law professor? Yeah. How has how has teaching been during a pandemic? Well, March, we went right to online right away. Uh, My whole syllabus changed from whatever it was to sports among the pandemic. Right. And now, you know, the day that I started teaching this year, the Bucks walked out. So. It's a uh, it's a sports law business class whose syllabus changes by the day. I am in person. Okay, with Matt. good. Everyone's it's a big class. Everyone's wearing a mask. Class of fifty, but the room holds one hundred and fifty, so we can socially distance. Villanova is holding out as the lone in person among the area where Temple and Penn and everyone else has gone all online. And we're just hoping for the best to make it through. Everything is fluid right now. Yeah, unfortunately, Temple, my alma mater, waited till everybody had their all tuition yeah. paid up. Everybody <laughs> was all paid up, and then all of a sudden, got to go online. Andrew, it's always Business. a pleasure. Say hello to everybody back home for me. Likewise, John. Thank Take you. care. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch now this. you can understand why he constantly got in trouble at school. Class resumes here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I got in trouble uh, occasionally at school. Well, not occasionally. A lot. Especially grade school. It's weird. It's like the same things that got me in trouble in grade school usually had me getting along well with teachers in in high school and college. So it's just a matter. You know, if you're a teacher and you have a kid who tends to be a little, little talkative, Maybe uh, slightly disruptive at times. Just show them some love. Show them some love. All right, we got phone calls that uh, people want to get in here at 855-212-4CBS. Paul in Vegas joins us. Paul, I love Vegas so much. I wish I was heading over to Hex for breakfast this morning. (laughs) Thanks for putting me on. Great show as usual. Thank you, Paul. 
I felt inclined to chime in. I've been hearing a lot about this Big Ten issue, okay? So yes. let me preface my statements by saying the law does not believe in coincidence, okay? Okay. The company that owns the COVID test, the COVID test owning company is owned by the governor of Illinois, uh, Pritzker. It's in a blind trust. He was busted on it about two months ago and said, oh, how do I know what's in my blind trust? All right, that's number one. Number two, all the... Eight of the 12 cities are left-wing bastions, right? Michigan, Michigan State, of the teams in the Big That is the truth. That's the truth. Absolutely. Northwestern, Illinois, Minnesota. Sure. uh, Rutgers. Okay. The the commissioner of, so getting back to hypocrisy now, the commissioner of the Big Ten is this guy, Kevin Warren. Yes. Who put African-American, put the kibosh on the season, right? It's not safe, right? Well, he works for the he works for the presidents and chancellors who put the kibosh on the season. So it's not safe, but but it's safe for his kid to play at Mississippi State. Wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Paul. His kid isn't a his kid's not a kid. His kid's an adult who gets to make that choice for himself. He gets to choose for himself. Guess what? Guess what? When my daughter goes wherever she goes to college in a couple of years. I don't get to, I don't like I don't get to tell her like if this was going on right now I wouldn't say to her I would say to her do you want to come home or I wouldn't say to her I demand you come home she's an adult and I think that people I think the age of kids just keeps getting older and older we keep using kids and just saying older and older it's Kevin Warren's kid I appreciate your call his kid is a young man who's an adult who got a college football scholarship and that young man has the right to choose whether he wants to play football or not, and his dad doesn't get to make that choice for him. Mitch in New Jersey joins us. Mitch, you're on the John Kincaid Show. Good morning. Good morning, John. Good show as always. Thank you, buddy. So you got an eight, it's 18 years, three months, and three hours and a half. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. You're a good man. Hey, my, my own, I'm, I'm not sure to stick with the politics, but I just wish they do something about these guns. It's awful. And I wish every country had what we had. That makes us, like you said, nobody really wants to leave here. Everyone, yes. I mean, if nobody, if nobody want to leave their countries and they stay there, uh, it's, it's such a mess. But well, like, I mean, it's, it's, look, it's look. We we have things we we have things we need to work on. But let it be clear: oh, yeah. people are banging oh, we, on the door to get into this country, and they're not banging on the door to leave. Right. We we got. The, it seems like we got the best and the worst of everything. It got it's some sadness. Some stuff that happens here, they don't have in these other countries. But anyway. Um, you said football, sport, America doesn't deserve sports. Well, I'm feeling when I have my Pac-12 or even a Pac-10, uh, Big Ten rather, if they can start in November, we'll have our own championship, we'll have our own Heisman. And JD well, Dan, no, they won't have their own Heisman. And they won't have their own they, – they'll just have a Big Ten champion. They won't have their own Heisman, though. There is no such thing. It's just being a little facetious. I try well, to – yeah. got to have some sense of humor. And <laughs> J.D. Daniels, no one is, is going to sit out. It's smart. You think Jamie Daniels can lead Georgia? Why is Jamie? Why is that smart for Jamie Newman to sit out? Well, I mean, smart. That was his decision. And well, his decision I was. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you what his decision was because I'm here in Atlanta, and I appreciate your call, Mitch. Uh, his decision was Jamie Newman was finding out that he wasn't going to potentially win the starting quarterback battle, and after transferring in, it would have been a disaster for his NFL stock if he transferred to Georgia and got beaten out by J.T. Daniels or Dewan Mathis. That's the reason he left. And yes, 
Maybe he had a concern about the coronavirus. I think he had more of a concern the fact that he hadn't won the starting quarterback job. Jerry and Charlotte, you're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you, Jerry? Hey, hey, John. How you doing, man? Good to hear from you, Listen, man. What's going on? I'm I'm really enjoying your show. Uh, you. I wanted to talk college football. Sure, believe it or not. Love and, it. And uh, this come this coming Saturday, uh, college game day is going to be in Winston Salem at the Wake Forest Clemson game. And uh, hopefully that college game day will have learned their lesson from this past week and stick to talking about football instead of social justice and all this other stuff. You mean uh, actually make it I, about a college football preview yeah, show, actually about being about college game. football. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah, yeah it'd be great. Absolutely. And, That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I got no – and Wake Forest is my alma mater, by the way. And I got no uh, hopes that Wake will beat Clemson this coming <laughs> Saturday, but they'll have a hell of a lot better chance because if the game was uh, had fans in the, in it in the stadium, then Clemson would have seventy five percent of the exactly fans in the stadium. Yeah, and that small stadium got to run. Thank you for your call. Yes, that would be a, a Clemson takeover. <laughs> Absolutely. Maurice in Atlanta joins us. Mo, what's going on, brother? Hey, John, sorry I missed your party last week, but congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, man. But listen, listen, we got to understand that when, when I, I agree with you that when the whistle blows, you got to concentrate on the game at hand. Yes. And that's the thing. But the frustration is that, that a lot of people feel like, whether true or not, that African-Americans are only listened to when they're dribbling or hitting or running or whatever. And, and maybe if people would spend more time listening to them when those activities aren't going on, you wouldn't get as much when they are going on. Well, Maurice, here's what I'd like to do. And it's very much what I say to Greg Popovich. It's very much what I say to Steve Kerr. They like to use their platform, and they do it during like an NBA press conference about a game. They decide to go off on who you should vote for and things like that. You know what they won't do? They wouldn't sit down to have that discussion with me live on the air. I'd and, love to I'd love great. to I'd love to debate both of them on the politics. I'd love to I'd love to debate their politics on that they're trying to constantly cuz what they do is they do it when they have a bully pulpit. They do it where there no one interacts with them. And the people who are required to cover their teams have to just sit there and bob their heads. Nobody can go up against them. I'd love to have a discussion a debate where they in an open forum would actually discuss these issues because I think a lot of points they bring to the table are smart, but I also think they ignore a lot of points. And I think that's the problem when you bring politics into sports. And I think that that, that is correct. You don't get a chance to rebubble yes. things that are said. No, all they do and, is just, that, you know, they're like, like, and again, and I appreciate your call, Mo, I got to run, is that when we had a caller earlier today, and I'll tell you, very, very rarely, in the history of this show, very rarely have we had a caller's comment create so much buzz as it did earlier today when the caller said, America doesn't deserve sports. And now a bunch of people saying to me, that's being credited to NBA players that have said that behind a microphone. And I, 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 can, I can only say, yes, Things have gotten very divisive at times in this country. Very, very divisive. But um, the shut-up-and-dribble crowd 
is as annoying to me personally, a person who loves debate, loves to hear people debate, loves to be involved in debates, loves to hear the exchange of ideas. The shut up and dribble crowd who tells people to shut up and just do, your, do whatever your job is, is just as annoying to me as the crowd that says, shut up and listen. And it's one of the things that has become, whether it's, and guess what? I understand anger about subject matters. Absolutely. And there is a lot of anger and there's a lot of vitriol involved in the subject matters going on in social issues in the country today. Totally get it. Totally understand it. And absolutely can, can, can guess that. But the one thing that, and I would, I would just tell you, if you come to Atlanta, now, Anthony, when you came, you did not, did you not get to go to the King Center, right? You didn't get to go, or did you? I did go. Oh, you did go? Yes. I told you, you had to go to the King Center. Wasn't it a very peaceful, like, really cool place? Beautiful, I mean, really, yes. It's beautiful, but very peaceful, right? Yes. When you're in there. It's calming. It's peaceful. And, and the subject matter is far from it. And I tell everybody who comes to Atlanta, they're like, well, what do you got to do when you come to see Atlanta? I tell everybody, I say, you got to go to the Martin Luther King Jr. Center. Got to go to the King Center. The King Center is, amazingly, the subject matter is, in many times, violent. The, the place itself, the messages itself, incredibly peaceful. And it is a beautiful spot. And it is a place that I would request everybody to get a chance to go. And I, I just would say the one thing that I never found, and you can go to the King Center, and um, I've been on school trip. I've been on as a, as a chaperone. I have been just with myself with the family. And the one thing that never was sort of the message was, just shut up. You just shut up now and listen to me. Just shut up. That's not the message at the King Center at all. And I look at what, and, and anybody, again, if you've never been, all I can tell you is make it a part, make it a, make it a trip next time you're coming through, even if you're driving through. Um, the King Center is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But it's peaceful. It's a peaceful place. And the subject matter, many times, is more violent than I ever even knew. And I consider myself pretty learned. And it, it, it's, more, it's, it's a more violent subject matter than I ever even knew. It was quite amazing to see people that we've gotten to the point where we have the opposing points of views. And we have the people who want to shut up one side or shut up the other. Just shut up and listen. Now it's my time to talk. You shut up. We've talked long enough. You've talked long enough. Now listen to me. Or the people who say, shut up and dribble. You're LeBron James. Go, go dribble. Go play basketball. Now, if you're talking about games, talk about games, I'm all about let, let, just dribble. But outside the games, use your platform. You've earned it. Your hard work has earned it. Your celebrity uh, status has earned you that. Use it. and Use it to the best of your advantage. Like the Raptors are doing right now. There's a transition for you. If the Raptors come back and beat the Celtics, based on the fact that they were able to salvage game three on that half-second shot to win that game, they're now tied at two. It will be one of the greatest like, like rise from the, from the dead scenarios I've seen. 
since Stefano on Days of Our Lives. And if you don't know that reference, you're going to have to Google it. The Bucks, on the other hand, down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. Another one of the great stories, and I'm sorry, Heat fans, that I have been not even dismissive. I just haven't, I didn't believe they would be a factor in the bubble when we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Teams we thought would be a factor in the bubble. I didn't think the Heat would be one of them. Boy, was I wrong. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm just going to say this about Giannis. And I'm going to talk more about this on the DA show tomorrow. Giannis is supposed to be, you know, he's this MVP. He's amazing. Oh, my God, bow at the altar of Giannis. All I'm going to say is I don't remember the greatest players in NBA history going down like this without a whimper. I mean, just there's something wrong there. Lakers dig themselves an 0-1 hole just like they did last series, and it didn't come back to haunt them. This Houston team a hell of a lot more dangerous. I'm looking forward to that. And for the Clippers, I just want the real Clippers to stand up. Or is this the real Clippers? This isn't the Clippers that I was expecting, that I've heard the you know throughout the course of the year. This was supposed to be the best defensive team in the NBA, right? And a lot of times defense is talked about as being effort. Well, the defensive effort has been below standard. In many games in this bubble. I don't know if players are distracted or otherwise. James Harden doesn't look distracted. Now, he didn't want to play any defense. Except on the final possession of Game 7. But NBA's been fun. Good to have it back. I'll be in for DA tomorrow. 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on your Labor Day. Hopefully you will join me. You can check it out on the Radio.com app, SiriusXM206. Your local affiliates. We love you all. Next Sunday, it's an NFL Sunday, and we stay four hours during NFL season. Look forward to having you join us then. Thanks, Anthony Pierno. Thanks, Seth Canner. John Kincaid telling you, have a great week, everybody. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thank you.